Big news. This Wellness Couch podcast is proudly brought to you by the Wellness Summit, returning this year to Melbourne on August 17 and 18. Early bird tickets and all info at thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Hey everyone, welcome to A Quirky Journey. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm sitting here in my office, it's Friday morning and I'm just putting the finishing touches to the podcast, finishing off my work for the week, um, looking forward to art class this afternoon. Did you know I teach an art class? <laughs> because, you know, you've got to have a downtime kind of fun thing that you do as well. Can't work all week, but I don't think of art as work, so... Yeah, I'm looking forward to that this afternoon um, and then the weekend. So, yay. Hope all of you have had a great week. Um, this Sunday coming up is Mother's Day. So what have you got sorted out for your mums? I hope you're thinking of mum today and figuring out what you can cook for her or something you can do to make her day special. Um, I sent out lots of ideas in the newsletter yesterday. So if you um, get, if you are subscribed to the Quirky Cooking newsletter, make sure you check your inbox because there's some really great ideas for treats to make, meals to put in mum's freezer, um, gifts that you can buy on our online store, podcasts that may be helpful, all sorts of even an event that you can buy for mum. So that's a good gift. And, um, send her the tickets to our event in Brisbane. Um, that's on June the 15th. So if you have still... If you still need to buy mum a present, don't despair. There is time because we have a gift certificate that you can download to let mum know that you've bought her something and that it's on the way. Um, the wonder bags in our Quirky Cooking online store have been selling like hotcakes, so I think a lot of mums are getting wonder bags for Mother's Day. <laughs> if you haven't heard of the wonder bag, it is the most amazing um, product. I just got mine yes a couple of days ago, and yesterday I made my first, uh, what did I do, a beef stew. Um, so basically it's a, it's a slow cooker that doesn't use any electricity. It just insulates the pot so it keeps it hot for hours and so it continues to slowly cook. So what you do is get your, your stew or your casserole or your rice or your broth or whatever. You get it cooking so it's really piping hot. Um, if you need to brown meat and saute onions and stuff like that, you do that first to get the maximum flavour. Um, if you're making a soup or something, you just reduce the liquid a little bit because it won't evaporate and you just cook it for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then you put the whole pot into the Wonder Bag and close it up and leave it for eight hours or depending on what the dish is and um, it'll be perfectly cooked and soft. So I did, I really put it to the test yesterday. I did a beef stew and um, the beef that I use, the diced beef, it usually takes me a good three hours to simmer it um, to get it really soft for curries and stews. Well, um, all we did was saute the beef and the onion and garlic, add all the rest of the ingredients and cook it for, I think we cooked it for 20 minutes and then put the pot into the Wonder Bag, closed it up. And in seven hours, it was the most beautiful, soft, delicious stew. So I saved two and a half hours of cooking time on my gas stove. I'm going to save so much gas. <laughs> I'm really happy and electricity. Um, so 
This is something that you can find in our online store. So if you just go to quirkycooking.com.au and click on shop, you can look at the drop down menu and see all the sorts of things that we have in the store. So yeah, if you want to buy something for mum for Mother's Day, um, you can definitely do that and, and send her the gift certificate to let her know that something's on the way. Um, and don't worry if you see back order on the site um, for the Wonder Bags. They're just going out of stock so quickly, but they come back into stock within a couple of days. So don't worry, it'll be sent out really soon. All right, uh, what else is going on? We have an event coming up in Brisbane, like I mentioned. So this is one that I'm doing with Danny Valent and Fleur Sharp of Cook, Live, Love. Um, we'll be helping people to figure out simple um, tricks in the kitchen to make delicious, healthy food without all the fuss. Um, we each have a different theme. So we're each speaking on our own theme and doing our own dishes. And it's going to be a lot of fun because we've never done a seminar together, a cooking workshop together. And, and this is a one-off. It's only this one time. So if you want to come, um, it's Brisbane on the 15th of June at the Fair Share um, venue so you can look at all the details on my events page on quirky cooking just go to the events tab and you can see what's coming up um, i also have an event coming up locally if any of you live on the atherton tablelands i'll be doing two workshops at the health and wellness expo on the 18th of may so i'm looking forward to that one and that's actually free to come to so you just walk in see the expo, come to the demos, get some tastings, come say hi. <laughs> I'd love to see you. And we have more coming up this year, so stay, stay tuned. Um, if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, you can go to the subscribe button on the blog and click on that and join up. Just make sure that you add us to your contacts list. Um, it's the help at quirkycooking.com.au email because otherwise your newsletters may go to spam. And that would be very sad. <laughs> we don't want you to miss out. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get started with this podcast. But first, I'll just give you guys a little bit of a background on um, Dr. Natalie Chalice and Lee Shind. So these two amazing women are specialists in children's health. So Dr. Nat is a specialist in children's brain health. She's a board-certified diplomat in QEEG, which is the highest qualification level achievable globally in her field. She did her training in the US. As a psychotherapist specialing in neurobiology, Dr. Chalice has QEEG mapped thousands of children's brains, allowing parents the unique experience of seeing what's going on in their child's brain. And this helps parents to understand the neurological reasons behind their child's behavior of fear, anxiety, avoidance, whatever the problems are, and then they can work out from there how to treat the child. Lee is a children's neuronutrition expert. She holds a Bachelor of Science with postgraduates in both human nutrition and nutritional and environmental medicine. As a neuronutritionist, she investigates how food, additives, nutritional deficiencies, gut health and genetics can impact your child's neurological and physiological development. And these two women together make an awesome team. They do have others on their team as well. Um, they work together to help parents to find the best way to go forward when they're, when they're experiencing the really stressful situation of a child who's very anxious, who has OCD, who's ADHD or, um, you know, all these other um, behavioral issues or 
mental health issues, learning disabilities, processing disorders, dyslexia, depression, autism, all these kinds of um, difficult things that parents have to cope with each day. And they can help you to improve your child's health and to see what areas of the brain are inflamed and how to deal with it. Um, so I will let them explain what they do because they will explain it a lot better than I do. <laughs> but I just wanted to give you a little bit of background on who they are. Um, they're based in Perth, um, but they do have an online course that helps parents everywhere um, to work out what to do if they have these same kind of issues in their family. All right, please enjoy the podcast. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at help at quirkycooking.com.au um, or you can email Dr. Nat and Lee on their website, which is dun, 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 kidsdevelopmentcenter.com.au, or one word. Um, but the links will be in the show notes. So have a look and um, I hope you get lots out of it like I did. Have a great week, guys. Hello, Nat and Lee. Hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> really well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on the show. You sound like absolutely fascinating women and I can't wait to um, pick your brains. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jo. <laughs> Speaking of brains. It's a real, a real experience for us because we've been recommending your site, the Quirky Cooking site, Aww. from our clinic for years and years, way before Aww. you got well that's nice thank you (laughs) I love your recipes because I know that that they will work and that's why I used to recommend them to people because I didn't want them to get frustrated about oh that's um, good gluten-free cooking (laughs) yeah it's a big um change for a lot of people isn't it and they don't understand of course none of us did at first don't understand that food science behind it so you start trying to swap things out and you have I had the funniest experience the other day one of my friends came to me said Joe my husband needs to talk to you. I'm like, why? She's like, well, this morning he decided to make coconut pancakes, coconut flour pancakes for the family. Oh my goodness. She goes, I told him, don't ever do that again without a recipe. Go talk to Joe. <laughs> she said he swapped three cups of flour for three cups of coconut flour. <laughs> oh my God. And he said to me, how do I fix it? And I said, uh, you don't. And I said, I said, how many eggs did you put in? I said, how many eggs did you put in that? And he goes, none. I'm like, oh my goodness. I said, just throw it out. I mean, like a little solid ball. Yeah. So funny, but it's it's very common. And if I look back to how I cooked right at the start, I think, oh my goodness, I knew nothing. So yeah, yeah it, you, you do need help along the way, don't you? Absolutely. So I'm glad yeah. I've been a little part of that. <laughs> You were a big part of that. It was great. Well, so you guys, um, Dr. Nat is a neuropsychotherapist. Did I say that right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. And Lee, you're a neuro-nutritionist. Is that right? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) I thought I'd lost you there. Um, So do you want to tell me exactly what that means for those people who are like, well, what is that? Um, yeah, sure. My, my background, um, my, my original graduate degree was in human resources and psychology. So I've always been interested in, obviously, the psychological field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then went and did postgraduate studies in, um, in counselling, actually, at Bond University. Yep. I, I did 
I, I learned at Bond University about biofeedback. Have you ever heard of biofeedback? Yep. So biofeedback is where you measure the body's response to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do that all the time with things like um, blood pressure, cuffs, yep. um, heart rate variability. <clears throat> so, yeah, we, we, we measure those sorts of things. But what, what I then went on to learn was how to measure the brain. So what I studied was something called um, a QEEG, so quantitative electroencephalograph. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we do is we measure the activity that's happening in the brain. We compare that activity back to a normative database of mm-hmm. um, children the same age and we come up with a map. Okay. So a map of how reactive the brain is, whether it's underactive, overactive and, and in what area of the brain and what that means in terms of the symptoms that the child is producing. Right. I have seen that done at the, um, it was the Mind Forum. Um, they had someone there doing that and it was really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We call it the window to your child's brain. Um, it's just such a, a hugely powerful moment when a parent can see that's why my child is behaving the way they are. It creates an, an enormous amount of empathy. Wow. Uh, whereas before they might have been thinking <laughs> this child is, driving me nuts yeah yeah they're being they just think they're being a brat or whatever exactly exactly and that really affects the connection between the parent and child does so knowing that that the child has no intention there's no intent behind the behavior Mm. is simply trying to cope with the presentation that they have is just hugely powerful so um what kind of um i guess what kind of cases would you do this neurofeedback for like what Uh, we we treat all children so we tend to treat the child rather than the condition so it really doesn't matter what they present with Mm -hmm. um you know there's lots of labels out there yeah (laughs) Um, basically if they're having any kind of struggles with um like behavioural issues, is that yeah. the kind of thing? Yeah, or anxiety or um, learning issues. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter if the child is in distress. Right. Then Any kind of stress, yeah. Exactly, yeah. If you feel your child is, um, if you, it's, it's interesting watching mums because mums know yeah. when something is not right mm-hmm. and they're often not listened to. Yeah, that happened in my, my family. <laughs> Because when Isaac... Tend to, I mean, you, you express your concerns to your teacher, your doctor, yeah. your friends, your family. Um, and a lot of the time, the child's behaviour is only seen by mum. Yes. Well, when you're the main one with them... Yeah. Um, but it's also that noticed. trust show. They, yeah. It's because you're their mum mm. and if they trust you're going to love them no matter how they behave. Yeah, right. So these yeah. gorgeous little kids, they're amazingly resilient kids and they will try their absolute hardest Mm -hmm. to meet expectation all day at school to hold everything in hold everything in and then when they get home they just melt down yeah and and that's not about mum Mm. not being a good enough mum that's about mum being the safe place yes exactly so yeah Yeah. i i just i i just think any child who is who is expressing behavior um like that like a meltdown or whatever it might be is a child that's telling you i don't feel right i need help <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and we don't listen to that well enough 
um, in our day. We tend to brush over it. Yeah, um, get on with it. Yeah, get stop, on with it. You'll stop making right. a fuss. <laughs> yeah, and then our, our mums are sitting there watching these children going, this, it's just not right. Mm. Something is not right with my child and no one is listening. Yeah. So, and that causes us then to question our, our mum's intuition. Yeah. And I think that's really sad because mums have an amazing intuition when it comes to their children. I agree. And, and we are discounting that. Mm. Um, and that's leading to what we see now, which is huge increases in mental health issues right across the board for our children. Yeah. Yeah, I, it really rings a lot of bells with me because when Isaac was first um, having all those struggles with anxiety and OCD and we didn't know what it was yet and he was having these constant meltdowns and like you say, it was mostly when it was around me. Yeah. And so my husband's like, he's just trying to get your attention. I'm like, no, there's something wrong. I can see it in his eyes. He's scared. There's fear in there and there's something yeah. going on. And when we finally got to the bottom and found what it all was, it was just like, ah. Yeah, yeah. and that, I, exactly. Yeah. That's not him. There's no not him. him. All they're doing is trying to tell you. That's right. And once, once we figured out how to deal with it and he healed, he went back to being the most happiest, exactly. outgoing child ever. It was never that he wanted to behave like that. No, exactly. And what we tend to do in our medical model if you like mm -hmm. is we take these kids to um, a psychologist mm -hmm. and we teach them how to cope with these behaviors yeah that's right but essentially what we're doing is we're trying to get them to silence these behaviors yeah and and that's their voice that's their voice telling us that they're in distress so then they internalize even further yeah um, and we often see these kids you know as teenagers who have done that all their mm -hmm. all their childhood and are now just completely burnt out. Yeah, they can't cope with anything. They're fatigued. They're um, they've got anxiety. They've got depression. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't know what they want to do with their lives. They're they're just completely burnt out. So, what ages do you work with? Do you work with teenagers as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we work from anywhere, um, oh, actually any age, don't we? Okay, you do adults right, as well. Right from, right from babies, mm -hmm. um, right through, and I mean, we do treat adults, Joe. We don't, we don't say no yeah. to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just find it interesting because, like, I did have an adult write to me once, and once she'd read Isaac's story and she was in tears, and she said, I've coped with this all my life. And mm. she was like, I don't know, 50s or late 40s or something, and she said um, no one ever helped her find the root cause of OCD and anxiety. All she was ever told to do was medicate and learn to cope. Yeah. And she said her parents didn't want to talk about it because back then it wasn't talked about. Um, she had to hide it from friends and family. And she said all her life she's had to push it down, push it down, never had help dealing with it. And I just think there must be probably a lot of adults out there like that Oh, so many, Joe, and that's mm. one of the reasons that we started the kids, the kids development centre, which is our clinic, mm. is because we felt if you address it at childhood, then you're preventing a lifetime yeah. of pain. Yeah, and no, and people are a little bit scared of kids. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are, they are a challenge to treat yeah. mm -hmm. um, because they don't have a lot of self awareness, so it's difficult for them to 
talk about how they're feeling. Mm. Um, you have to be a bit of a detective, do you? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they're also a little bit fussy <laughs> okay. when it comes to treatment. So yeah. Don't put that thing on like my hand. Supplements <laughs> or changing the diet or yeah. any of those things. Right. Uh, you can't treat a, a child like a little adult. Mm-mm. They are a special little breed all on their own. And um, by specialising in children, I think uh, we've, we've really nailed how, how to get a child to comply, which yeah. is big. <laughs> yeah. So um, do you do the little, is it the thing with the cap and the wires and all that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So they put a little cap cap on their head um, and we put a little bit of gel in the sense. While that's happening, they get to play with their favourite iPad or whatever it is. So it's not 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 too bad. No, no, they're (laughs) fine. Um, And then all they've got to do is sit nice and quietly for me for three minutes, three Mm -hmm. to five minutes, eyes open, three to five minutes, eyes shut. Wow. So it's not a it's not at all an intrusive. No, it's just a little capsule. Really get a child who gets upset. Yeah, yeah, and then um, and then from that, I can determine um, what's going on for that child. So we, I can determine what's going on in terms of neurotransmitters. I can determine what's going on in terms of inflammation. Mm. Um, I can determine what's going on in terms of brain body connection. Yeah. Um, and we use that that QEG map not just to treat the brain, but also uh, Lee uses it when she's doing her consults to look at things like, okay, so we have an excess here of excitatory neurotransmitters. Why? Where are they coming from? Um, And we also look at it in terms of the body. We've got overactivation in the limbic area, in the amygdala. So why is that? What's happening with the sympathetic nervous system? And our, our functional integration expert, she looks at how to calm the body's nervous system to take the pressure off the amygdala. Right. That's so we're using that QEG for the whole, the whole treatment. Mm-hmm. I find it really helpful, Joe, for, and that's why I'm called a neuronutritionist because yeah. I use the QEG as a guide for my treatment um, in terms of nutritional support. Ah. And it really helps. It really helps me in terms of whether it's inflammation, whether it's glutamate overload, whether it's histamine. Um, you can see all that. Yeah. Natalie yeah. has, with, with experience and time, <laughs> worked out where these things are coming from. And then we can look a bit deeper and say, okay, is this inflammation being triggered by gut inflammation? And usually is. Um, and what's causing that gut inflammation? And that's when we do some testing to see, are there parasites in the gut? Mm-hmm. Is, there, is the diet out of balance? Are they having a lot of processed food, which we know inflames the gut? Yeah. And we can also look at are there nutritional deficiencies? So, for instance, if a QEG is showing us low oxygen supply to the brain, mm-hmm. we can look at, okay, are they low in iron? Are they low in B12, folate? What's causing that low oxygen delivery? That's, it's really, really helpful. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, I, I think um, I would love to come and watch you do that. <laughs> I'll bring one of my kids. <laughs> Guinea pig. Sorry, I missed that last bit. We're coming to Queensland in August. Are you? Are you coming up to Cairns? We are. Cairns is where I'm coming. And so you are you travelling around doing um, like seminars or what do you do? 
No, no, I'm just, I'm attending the ANSA conference, which is the Applied Neuroscience Society of Australasia's conference, oh, annual yeah. conference. Um, yeah, so, and I'll be there for four days. So will so, you take, I don't suppose you'll um, be taking clients while you're up there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll definitely meet up. I can, because it's all very portable, though. So, yeah, yeah that would be so. really interesting. I would actually love to, yeah, I would love to um, come and see you with one or two of my children. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's very, um, like, I feel like it would give you a much better picture than just something like a um, genetic testing. And, yes. And like, do you, I guess, like you say, you start with that, um, yeah. the brain, do you call it a, what do you call it? A brain? I just call it a brain map. I call it a brain, brain map. map. Okay. Like so you begin with that and then you look at other tests that need to be done after that. Exactly. So once I've got the QEG in front of me, I come up with a, a treatment program. Mm-hmm. And depending on what I see in the QEG is what we decide to do. So we do yeah. lots of blood, we do do lots of blood oh, testing. Right. <laughs> Still yep. testing. And we also um, do, if necessary, mm-hmm. um, uh, DNA testing. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you would understand epigenetics, you yep. know? Yeah, I do, um, yeah. We all have pretty screwed up genetics. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's got something. <laughs> exactly. Um, and as long as the environment is supporting that little right. thing, um, then we can function really well. Yeah. So, and the, the, our whole program, if you like, is designed about supporting that environment. Yeah. Um, right. and, that's, and as long as you're supporting those little snips, the behaviours go away and the distress goes away. Sometimes, though, Joe, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we need to look a little deeper into the DNA so that we can get even more specific about our support. Yeah. Well, I'd love to talk to you about the anxiety side of things because, um, as you probably know, I get a lot of people asking mm-hmm. about that because of what's, what we've gone through with Isaac. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a topic that you're passionate about as well. Um, so can you explain some ways that you've had success with dealing with anxiety you know what you how you begin working with a child with anxiety and what what you do and then talk about your program as well yeah absolutely um so essentially what we do with a child with anxiety is much the same as we do for every child so every child who who we see is seen individually as and so we're looking at how they present um not so much the anxiety if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um so when a child comes in with anxiety, they will have a QEG because mm-hmm. there will be different presentations of um, QEG uh, dependent on the child. So do you know, do you know much about brainwaves, Joe? Explain it completely because <laughs> even if I know little bits, I'm sure I don't know exactly and, and everyone else out there will want to know too. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're looking at, let, we'll just pick the four main brainwave frequencies okay so we're going from slow to fast so delta is um zero to four hertz which is a very slow wave frequency mm-hmm. and that is um usually only seen in sleep okay. so if we see a child with a lot of delta activity in their brain we know that that brain is not operating efficiently okay um, and these kids usually present with um issues with learning because then they're, they're not able to process information as quickly as they should 
Um, and this also happens with theta, which is the next speed of frequency. So that's four to eight hertz. This is a very daydreamy frequency. And this is a frequency we see a lot in kids with um, attention deficit disorder. Okay. Beautiful daydreamy waves. Hmm. These kids are hugely creative. Um, they're off with the fairies a lot. <laughs> but it's a lovely space. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. If only we could all stay in that. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. The only problem is, is that our school mm. uh, environment doesn't really encourage that. No. Um, and these kids, because they want to please and because they want to meet expectation, what they do, which is absolutely amazing, is they self-medicate with adrenaline. So by actually stirring up their, um, their nervous system yeah. to release excitatory neuro neurotransmitters, they can speed up their brain so that they can get the, get the work done at school. Wow. So you can imagine how exhausting that is, Jo, mm -hmm. <laughs> to do this on a day-to-day. -day. This is fascinating. This is sounding just like my older son. Yes. So, and, you know, they're such good kids. Mm. If, if we could allow these kids who are in this beautiful state to learn the way that they would like to learn mm -hmm. so that they didn't need to bring up all of that adrenaline, we would have the most amazing children with extremely creative and lateral ways of looking at the world. Mm. Um, but because our school system's not flexible enough, we're making them do this. Which is why I homeschooled. <laughs> ah, very good. Um, <laughs> and I have yeah. had occupational therapists tell me it's a good thing you homeschooled for my older son because yeah. that's exactly what he's like. He would not. Yeah. And he would have tried, Joe. And, yeah. and, and he's the most easygoing, yeah. like, gentle soul. Yeah. And, it's just, and that's yeah. when they start to get symptoms of anxiety because yeah. they're, they're bringing in this adrenaline the whole time yeah. and they get stuck in sympathetic dominance. Yep. So once they're stuck in that sympathetic dominance, really hard for them to come out. It's really hard for an adult to get themselves out of sympathetic dominance. Yeah. So you're in fight, flight pretty much the whole time. Um, that makes you more reactive. Obviously, it increases um, anxiety. It also increases fatigue. So these kids with this very slow and then this adrenaline profile often come home from school exhausted. Mm -hmm. So they're tired, they're grumpy, they say no to everything. <laughs> no way, I'm not doing anything. I've done enough all day, you know. I've Leave had me alone. <laughs> yeah, and it's fully understandable and they cannot handle homework. You know, homework is just too much. You know, yeah. I've been doing this all day. Do yeah. not ask me to do it again. Um, and then we have beta or alpha, sorry. Alpha is a little bit faster frequency. And this is the idling frequency of our brain. So this is a really good indicator of how our brain generally processes mm -hmm. and our cognitive flexibility. So how, how we can switch from task to task. Mm -hmm. So we often see kids with low alpha. Low alpha is indicative of low oxygen, Joe. Okay. So if you see low levels of alpha in the brain, we know that, that their oxygen levels are not right. Um, and that's where we have to start doing some testing to see why that might be. Yeah. Um, alpha is also our little rose-coloured glasses. Mm -hmm. So optimistic way of viewing the world, yeah? Mm -hmm. So when we have low alpha, we tend to see the world a little bit more negatively. So these are kids who are like, what's the point? Um, 
I failed it. I failed this last week. I'm not going to try again this week. You know, yeah. they just they just find it really difficult to to do anything because they feel like there's going to be a negative outcome. Okay. Uh, and then we have beta. So beta is our on. This is this is what we like to see when we're learning. Um, and then we have high beta. So high beta is something we generally don't like to see in kids. It's just way too fast. Yeah. So these are kids who overthink, over worry, who can't get to sleep at night. Um, and these are also kids, because this is driven by the, um, the hippocampus, this is, these are also kids that tend toward OCD behaviours. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, looking at all of those different waves of activity is how we work out or, or how I explain to parents, this is why your child is behaving this way. You know, they're having trouble processing. They're having trouble processing their sensory environment, which is why they get sensory overload, you know. Or they might be just a child who simply overthinks, can't switch that busy brain off. So depending on what we see in the QEG, and we might, and you know, I just talked about four different presentations there, but there are a lot more, Joe. Mm. <laughs> um, is how we treat. Right. Sounds fascinating. I think um, one of the, we're one of the few professions in terms of psychology and psychiatry that don't look at the organ we treat. So <laughs> <laughs> we do lots of checklists and subjective little, oh, yep, yep, you meet the criteria for attention deficit disorder or generalised anxiety disorder or whatever it might be. Yeah. But we're not actually looking at... You're talking right? in general, not you guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so by looking at the brain, we are, we are actually working out what is going on and why this child is struggling the way that they are. That it's actually measurable and, um, yeah, it's much, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's common sense, Joe. Yeah, just, it is. I don't understand why it's so difficult. For, why um, it isn't more mainstream. Exactly. And maybe one day it will be. I hope well, so. Well, that's what we're hoping. And that's yeah. one of the reasons that we, um, we started the the new website, mm-hmm. which is called Love Your Beautiful Brain. Yeah. Um, we're trying to, um, to get this knowledge out there. Mm. We get approached so all the time. Joe calls from, from women all over Australia, mums all over Australia. We get calls from women in the US. Wow. Because they, they can't find um, the anyone in their area who is oh, okay. able to do this holistic treatment. So whereabouts are you guys? Are you Sydney? No, we're in Perth. Perth. Oh, you're in Perth. Yeah. You're a long way away. Oh, that's good. We're a long way away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so is it, how, how many do you think there'd be in Australia? Is there not very many still? Not very many. Um, there's only a handful of people with a, with a QEG diplomat um, mm-hmm. qualification, which is what I've got. And, and you do that through... Um, university or? yeah it's, it's actually through america there's no one in australia okay. that's even teaching it right okay um so i've had to do this through um mentors in america and i've chosen mentors based on how good they are yeah <laughs> that's, that's really, <laughs> which has been great yeah you must have learned heaps i have learned heaps and it's mm. been an amazing journey yeah so i one of one of my goals joe is to also start training people oh, in awesome. QEG. So we, we're trying to get it out there and we're trying to get this um, more, more mainstream. Yeah. So um, t- 
take us on a little journey like um so you start with the brain map and then you start looking at um the brain waves yeah yep so we look at the, the brain waves give us the brain map okay that, that then determines what's going on for the child um then i based on that i um i ask the parents to go and get certain bloods done mm-hmm. um and then they come and they have an assessment with lee okay so i'll let lee talk through what yeah. she then does great thanks lee <laughs> <laughs> Might need to move closer to the microphone. I can't hear you. Okay. No. <laughs> Say it again. Can you hear me now? Yeah, good. Okay, excellent. Um, so the first thing I do, Joe, is I find it's really, really important to educate um, the mums and the parents mm-hmm. um, because often they don't realise the impact that diet can have on the brain. Yeah. And once they have an understanding... Um, that the foods we eat have a massive <laughs> impact not only on our body but on our brain, and it's so much easier for them to then look at dietary changes. I agree because so, if you don't know why it's important, you're not going to do it. Exactly, exactly. So it's, it's really motivating. Mm. Um, so we talk about things like um, the impact of additives and preservatives um, on, our, on our brain and our behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk a lot about glutamate, so MSG, because mm-hmm. um, glutamate is actually also an excitatory neurotransmitter. Yeah. And we've got so much glutamate in our foods now. So 80% of all processed foods um, wow. have some form of glutamate in it. They, they don't necessarily call it MSG. Mm. Uh, but What's some other names for it? Yeah, so what they're doing now is they're extracting it from natural sources. So they don't have to say uh, that there's MSG in a product. So right. things like yeast extract, the mm. first ingredient of Vegemite, yep. uh, malt barley extract, natural mm. flavours, all of these are actually sources of glutamate at high levels. Yeah. And, yeah, as I said, it's a, an excitatory neurotransmitter. So if someone's coming to us with, high beta activity in their brain they've already got too many of those excitatory neurotransmitters Mm -hmm. Um, so through diet we can actually help reduce those Mm -hmm. so cutting out msg and glutamate from the diet has a really big impact it's quite amazing yeah we also then want to look at inflammation of the gut because if the gut's inflamed then our immune system's inflamed and then our brain's inflamed Mm -hmm. Um, so all of these things are connected and, and they can't be disconnected. We, we tend to look at the brain as if it, it hovers on top of our shoulders. <laughs> all on its own. <laughs> on its own and it's completely disconnected from our body. But, yeah, it's so connected to yeah. our gut. Um, so we look at what inflames the gut um, and a gut care protocol is really important. Mm. Yeah. And then also we're looking at... Um, nutritional deficiencies, as I mentioned quickly before, yeah. and how they can impact on the brain. So low levels of iron, B12, folate or vitamin D, we know all of these impact on brain function. Mm. Yeah. If it gets really complicated, Joe, when Nat comes to me with a very, very complicated QEG mm-hmm. and brain map, uh, that's when we really need to look at DNA and genetic testing. Yeah. Um, and we really do find there's such a link between those really complex cases 
and genetic mutations or genetic SNPs. Right. Um, so we look at things like MTHFR, the COMPT gene, MAOA, all of those genetics that are related to mood and cognition yeah. and how they impact on, on the way a child is presenting. And that's also a bit of a light bulb moment for our parents because, you know, again, they get that reinforcement. Okay, this isn't just my child's personality. This isn't just my child behaving this way for no reason. Yeah. It, it's because they have a genetic mutation, which means they can't release adrenaline and dopamine from their system as quickly. Yeah. But they are going to get stressed for longer. They are going to have more trouble releasing adrenaline and reducing stress. And then it's about, in those cases, it might be about management mm. um, and, and trying to reduce stress levels in their environment as well. Yeah. Well, that's good. So it's, yeah. a very, it's a very holistic approach. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. And that's like people often ask us, what works? You know, is yeah. it the nutrition? Is it Is it neurotherapy? Is it neurotherapy? You have to do it all together. Because you do. They're all, they're all connected. You can't just yeah. treat one part. And it's interesting, like we didn't understand all this when we began my son's journey, but we did it because um, the things that we did were common sense things that we knew helped with gut health and with reducing stress, but we didn't know the why behind everything and like all these details that you're sharing today. Like we did things like um, the diet first, so the gut healing diet and reducing the inflammation. We did yeah. things like getting out into the sunshine as much as possible and swimming and and sports and you know, time with family and, you know, just doing all those things. And now when you think back, you go, well, that was reducing stress and that was doing this and that was doing that. And it all combined to help. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. amazing. Yeah. Environmental support. If, if your genetics have the environmental support, they mm-hmm. don't need to express. Exactly. And cope, you know, and yeah. our environment now is, oh my God. It, yeah. <laughs> how our, it's how scary. Our, Oh, it is. How our bodies and brains do cope is actually oh, It's actually a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess that you would probably see a lot of parents very overwhelmed, um, as I do, um, and, and, you know, just trying to help them realise you can take small steps and just every little thing you do is going to begin helping, right? Exactly. Mm. And I guess that's what we're trying to do in the Love Your Anxious Child program. Oh, yeah, tell us about that. <clears throat> so we're looking at um <clears throat> sorry joe that's You're my right. cold <laughs> coming to the floor um, What's that? at trying to move mothers from um feeling powerless and feeling overwhelmed and feeling isolated mm. um to and to empowerment you know with knowledge yeah so the whole program is about educating mum and supporting mum to to be able to apply and then I think this is a big thing with the program we're actually going to be going through exercises so you can apply what you learn mm-hmm. and then we will be there the whole way through to ask to answer questions and to support you so that you can you can do this with your child in a very supported way um, the first the first part of the program is called love so mm-hmm. the program is love learn and live 
Yeah. So the first part of the program is love, and that is because that connection and that and that sense of belonging is probably the most important part of this. That's and so true. It really is, and understanding um, that this is not your child, that mm. this is not your parenting, that there is actually a physical reason for the for why your child is presenting this way. Yeah, and building that empathy and understanding is so. It's so connecting. It it helps. Um, it helps mum and dad uh, release the blame from themselves mm-hmm. because we do blame ourselves when our children aren't oh, coping yeah. when they're in distress. Yeah, you do. You feel like a failure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many mums now who come to us are feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and that is because <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> that is because. Uh, the way the way our society is at the moment is very different from the way it was when we were children. That's right. Uh, I mean, we were. I was exposed to very little marketing, for instance, when I was. Yeah, a child. same. Yeah. Whereas now our children are exposed to marketing twenty four seven. That marketing is designed to make our children feel like they're not good enough. That's what marketing does. Yeah. Because you need, they need you to feel that way in order to make you buy their product. Yeah. So they're getting that constant message the whole time, mm. um, and constantly feeling like they don't have enough. And as a mother, we feel like <laughs> we're not giving our children enough because they're never satisfied. Mm. But we're competing with this marketing mm. giant. Um, and, and you just can't. And much the same with food, Joe. I mean, we, you know, we go to, go to so much effort to, to provide this beautiful, clean, healthy food for our children. Um, and then you've got all these technologists who work in big companies whose job is to, to find the bliss point yeah. in a food so that your child will want it, will want more of it and will eat lots of it. Yeah. Um, how do we as mums with our beautifully prepared home meals compete with that? Yeah. This is why we're feeling so overwhelmed because we're really in a very uneven game. Mm. Um, if and we I were living I'm, in a much simpler society, yes. um, we wouldn't have so many of those stresses on us. Exactly. So, so those feelings of overwhelm are very real um, and that's what we address in that first section called love. Mm. Uh, then we look at learn and there we, we're actually going through each of the brain presentations that I talked about very briefly with you mm-hmm. um, and really helping them, the mum to understand which presentation their child would be so that they can understand which um, whereabouts their child's uh, behaviour is coming from. And can it be a bit of a combination? Absolutely. We yeah, talk right. about that as well. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> nothing's black and white, is it? <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we look at... Again, we're looking at the root causes. This is where Lee's work comes into play. So we're looking at um, what happens in the biology. So we're looking at the importance of digestive flow. Um, We're looking at the inflammation in the gut and what it means. And we're looking at um, the immune system, inflammation in the immune system and what that means to the brain. Hmm. Um, And then we're looking at the body. So this is where our our functional integration expert comes in. So she looks at things like primitive reflexes, for instance. So Mm -hmm. the startle reflex. Yeah. 
So if your child has not integrated the startle reflex, they are going to go into fight flight really quickly. And there's, mm. there's nothing they can do about that. It's an automatic response. So we teach mums how to assess how, whether or not their child's startle reflex has integrated and then how to treat that. Um, and then we also look at the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. Um, so the vagus nerve is essentially our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our calming nervous system. Yeah. And we look at how to assess whether or not the, the vagal tone vagal tone might not be um, it might not might not be right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, how to support that. Yeah. So that's the body part of things. So you're looking at brain, gut, and biology, and the body, mm-hmm. um, and learning about how they impact on a child and why that child then has um, symptoms of anxiety. That's and then the final stage is about live. So how do, we, how do we live this way so that our child can flourish? Yeah. Um, and that's when we start looking at food and mood and Lee will go through how to, um, how to shop, yeah. how to empty your pantry. <laughs> I can't hear you, Lee, sorry. Oh, sorry. The day-to-day living of how to detox your pantry. Mm, practical um, stuff. Yeah, practical stuff. How to how to have a real food diet and a low inflammatory diet, yeah, um, and that general knowledge, um, and then we go into nurture the next step, which is when we actually go through a gut care protocol, mm-hmm. um, and we look at um, um, reducing inflammation of the gut um, through a low inflammatory diet, but also through using probiotics, yeah. Um, and things to heal the gut lining, like things like colostrum, for example. Yeah. Just very um, nurturing, mm. gentle um, supplements that we know works for most people. Yeah. For our experience. And then the last step is neurobiology. So that's when we actually kind of bring everything together that we've talked about through each step and just touch on some other things mums might like to think about. So... That's when we touch on genetics, viral disorder, yeah. um, those types of things, and epigenetics and how it all ties in together, just so they've got that base knowledge. So if they're going to their doctor or they're talking to their teacher, they, they have some more information to make mm. sure they're digging deeper and, and understanding the whole child. Mm. That's so good. <laughs> And then at the end of each um, section, we'll have questions. I just need to come closer to the microphone, sorry. (laughs) Oh, sorry. We keep coming back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll have sections where we just have um, an opportunity for them to ask us questions directly. Oh, that's good. They can then apply that um, in real life. Yeah. So this is the pilot program. Mm -hmm. We've only ever done it in clinic this is a pilot program, so we haven't actually done it in clinic before, mm-hmm. uh, other than in clinic before, um, uh, and we are discounting it because of that. We want okay. people, we want people involved. Um, we really want success with this program, so we want lots and lots of feedback. Yeah. Um, so there will be lots of contact with Lee and I mm. because it is the first program. So does um, someone need to get an appointment to have the brain map done first? Before they no. do the program, no, no. So I'll, yeah, because I've done so many of these, mm-hmm. I I can um, pretty much predict 
what brain pattern is going to present given the way the child presents. Yep. So, yeah, so we'll be doing it. Online, basically. Totally online, yep. yep. So, so anywhere in the world could... Anywhere in the world, Okay, yep. that's great. Yeah. Um, let me just see if I had any more questions here for you. Um, looking at my giant list. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't end up asking questions in the groups because I thought we've got enough to talk about. <laughs> um, we've already gone 45 minutes, done well. Um, yeah, I think really just... Um, I guess it's like you say, parents have to learn to listen to their intuition. Yeah. And um, when they know something's wrong, they can get help. Um, And then you're walking them through those steps little by little. Yes. Uh, And then usually, how long does the program take? We got it's it. There's nine nine phases, if you like. So nine Mm -hmm. weeks of. Um, of learning mm-hmm. and then we actually we don't do much for the last three weeks so it's okay. 12 weeks all together so in those three weeks they are actually getting to apply yeah what they've learned and then they can contact um, you if they need to ask questions yeah and we will be available for that during yeah. those three weeks and then at the end because um, usually what we find in the clinic is it takes about 12 weeks to really see significant change. Oh, that's interesting, um, yeah. Okay. We really want to see significant change. Yeah, so and it takes we, time. It does. And that, and, and that final um, session will be about how's everyone going, what have you seen? Um, and for those who ha- maybe haven't um, had as much success as others, we will be available to do things like, um, okay, so now maybe we need to do a DNA with your child, you know, those yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, so, digging deeper stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, for most children... Yeah, they improve a lot in that time, should, don't they? You should see significant improvement, yeah. Yeah. I know with Isaac, his improvements were within a couple of weeks. You could see a change. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, by three months he was on stage speaking to 200 people with Pete Evans. Wow. <laughs> you know, three, three months was amazing change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for adults, do you find it often takes longer? Yes, yeah, sometimes because, um, yeah, because the they're ingrained, be... ingrained in that behaviour. But, yeah. you know, honestly, they respond pretty well yeah. too. I guess so. Yeah. Um, the, if it's mostly inflammation, I guess that can yeah. really be brought down quite quickly. For me, and I think also seeing you, if you if you have suffered from mental health issues for a mm, long time, you feel why it's it's just so empowering. You know, oh, just, yeah. Okay, that's why. Okay, yeah. I'm not crazy. You know, that's so. right. That's right. <laughs> and very motivating. So it really helps them want to mm. change. I just know with myself, my. I think my well-being and my energy levels were very quick when we yep. changed to a gut healing diet. We did GAPS and um, I found that my actual physical health took a good year to really yeah. notice the differences. Yeah, yeah. And particularly I saw little got... differences but, you know, the yeah. weight, like I was so underweight and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. And um, if you have things like autoimmune conditions going on, yeah. you know, uh, they obviously take a little bit more time as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's um, definitely something 
that you do see improvements enough to keep you going though I think right absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. very encouraging it well, really is I really love um I've really loved hearing about the work that you do and I definitely want to talk to you further and <laughs> learn more <laughs> so how can, can you so just, much. no thank you can you just let everyone know where they can find you and you know if you've got anything coming up do you ever do talks or yeah we do we do yeah. um, just let us know what you've got coming up yeah um we've, we've actually got a talk happening in Perth in okay. about seven or eight weeks it's mm -hmm. a little bit way away now yeah um we're going to be talking with a whole panel of different people mm -hmm. with regard to anxiety and also ADHD. Um, oh, that's great. Natural ways to support both of those conditions and, and obviously why those conditions present. Mm. Um, so that one will be a good one. Um, but Where will that be and when and all that? <laughs> uh, we, we actually haven't. We haven't <laughs> okay. Yet. So, so if people have you got like an events tab on your website or anything like yes. that for later? Yeah, that, they will all be coming up. So, mm -hmm. the Love Your Beautiful Brain website is now active. So that's www.loveyourbeautifulbrain.com. That's, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will put um, the links then, in the show notes. As yeah. Well. Beautiful. Beautiful. So that that explains the program. It explains what we're about and who we are and how to contact us. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also have the Kids Development Centre uh, website, which is our Perth clinic for anyone who's in Perth and okay. wants to see us face to face. Well, that's awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing you in Cairns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I haven't been there, Jo, so I'm really oh, excited. Well, August is a good time. Yes, I know, not too hot. <laughs> yeah. You should survive. <laughs> All right. Well, um, if anyone has questions for you about this podcast or they just want to contact you via on social media as well, you do you have um, Facebook or what do you have? We have everything, yeah. You have so, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do they look up? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, didn't hear that, uh, Lee. Kids Development Centre. Yeah. And is it just all, all together, like on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's our Facebook page. And if they send us a message on there, we'll definitely get back to them. Cool. We're just developing our Love Your Beautiful Brain Facebook page. Yeah. And there's a contact us form on the Love Your Beautiful Brain website. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and I'm sure there's lots of parents out there that will find this really, really helpful. So we really appreciate it. Um, guys, I'll put the links mm -hmm. under the show notes on the Wellness Couch page. Um, so have a look and click through and find out some more info about this program. Thank you so much, Dr. Nat and Lee, and mm -hmm. we will definitely chat to you another time. Thank you so Thanks, much, Jo. Thank you. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.